1: It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Whenever you're online, especially if you're using a free service like, I don't know, Gmail or Facebook, chances are some company is collecting your data. That includes personal information like where you are or even what you're doing.
0: Anybody who exists on the internet, I think at this point, is pretty used to handing over data. I mean, think about even when you order a pizza online, right? Like at some point, you might be putting in your information to get that pizza online. Email addresses, home address, or your phone number, all that sorts of
1: stuff. That is Emily Stewart, a senior correspondent for Vox.
0: And companies have more nefarious tracking systems as well that follow your moves online and sell that data to advertisers and sometimes we don't even know exactly what we're being tracked by, what apps on our phone are watching us, gone to a website, what follows us next.
1: And how often do companies lose all of that personal data they've collected on us? Like I'm imagining we're in a factory with one of those big, it's been X number of days since our last accident signs. How often would that sign need to be reset for data reaches?
0: We really are dealing with this all of the time. Companies are constantly losing our data. And, you know, it's a big deal because we don't necessarily know what's out there about us on the Internet. I think we've all kind of experienced this at this point where you get kind of an email or a letter in the mail that says like, hey, friend, FYI, we had a data breach. Super sorry about that. If you want, maybe you can reach out to us and maybe we're going to take some sort of measure, but like we're working super hard on this. Like, please stick with us. You're a super valued customer, all of that fun stuff. And maybe somebody loses a job. Maybe the CEO is out, but... A lot of the time, nothing really changes. These companies still exist. Their practices remain the same. They are still asking us for our data and collecting it and keeping it in a manner that is obviously not secure and safe in perpetuity. You know, one expert I talked to recently for a story said that a lot of what happens is like companies have to tell us that they lost our data, but okay, like if you lost my social security number whoops, but what's next? It's like if I go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you have cancer, and I'm like, cool, what's the treatment plan? And the doctor is like, I don't know, good luck. Like now you know that you have cancer.
1: So are there any consequences?
0: The U.S. has some laws around data privacy and security, but I do think it's important to say that there is no sweeping federal law in the United States regarding this. A lot of it's handled by the states, and it can be really haphazard. At the federal level, the FTC is the regulator that handles most breaches via the FTC Act. And that allows it to go after practices that are deemed either deceptive or unfair. Probably the highest profile FTC case fine of this, at least in recent times, is Facebook in 2019. When the FTC fined Facebook $5 billion, that's with a B, for deceptive privacy practices stemming from the Cambridge Analytical Scandal but there are some limits to how much the FTC can do. Like maybe something isn't deceptive or unfair, but still a little bit icky while their hands are tied there. So it's, it's a little bit tricky.
1: Okay, so that's what the federal government can and can't do. What about the states?
0: So in every state, businesses, and in most cases, government entities, are required to notify people when there is a data breach. And what happens next really varies state by state. In some states, it's really the attorneys general who are supposed to take charge. In other states, citizens are allowed to sue directly, though it can be difficult to prove specific harm done to you in those cases. And some states do have more comprehensive policy protections, California, Colorado, Utah, and Virginia. Uh, But some of those are more effective than others. So a lot of people I talked to said, you know, like the Utah law, maybe not the best.
1: Okay, interesting. I was actually involved in one of these lawsuits recently. I got a check in the mail for $11.32 because of a data breach that involved my personal information. So how exactly does all that work?
0: Well, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to go into specific legal details here. But yes, sometimes you can sue a company or there can be a class action lawsuit and those can lead to settlements. I would point out there that what you said it was $11 that you got, so not a ton of money. I don't know if anybody's becoming a millionaire off of a class action
1: lawsuit. What do better laws for data privacy and security look like?
0: There's no silver bullet here. Security breaches are never going to go away, but there are all sorts of ideas out there, such as creating a data privacy agency. Though I will say, as our colleague Sarah Morrison over at Recode has reported, there tends to be a little bit more motivation on Capitol Hill for making privacy changes around kids and not adults, which obviously privacy for kids is important, but data privacy once you turn 18, also lovely. You know, experts say that we really need a comprehensive approach to the information companies collect, what they do with it, how they monetize it, how they protect it. Privacy advocates say that we need to start at the very beginning.
1: Which is?
0: So the best way to keep data secure is to not collect it. Basically, you can't lose data that you never had, plain and simple. If companies do have to collect data, which they do sometimes, Mm -hmm. you can make it opt in. So that way I am choosing for my information to be taken instead of having to look for the little button to opt out. They can also delete it after. So maybe I order something online, you know, I order a shirt and once the shirt's delivered, the company that sold it to me does not need to keep my credit card information or my name or my address or any of that stuff.
1: But then how would they target ads to you?
0: Well, maybe they wouldn't. (laughs) And then that would be fine, too. I don't need that shirt to chase me across the internet for the rest of my days.
1: Well, Emily, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes.